Support Our Sinclair and listen ad-free. Go to patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Our Sinclair is also brought to you by the Div MMC Future from thefuturewas8bit.com. Quit waiting on tapes and fooling around with WAV files and load your games instantly with the Div MMC Future, a jumperless, switchless SD storage solution for all ZX Spectrums from the 16K all the way to the plus three. Get yours today at thefuturewas8bit.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, the day has finally arrived where we look at the ZX Spectrum port of Donkey Kong. That's my jam, yo. Yeah. Now, Donkey Kong is your all-time favorite arcade game, right? Correctamundo. Tell me about the first time you ever played Donkey Kong. Oh, gosh, bud. Well, I believe the very first time that I ever saw Donkey Kong was in the arcade, of course. It wasn't an arcade though. This was a there's a local chain of department stores in West Virginia. There were, and it was called Murphy's. This Murphy's. Is like Hex. It's like Hex, and it was uh, in uh, Dunbar, West Virginia. You know where Dunbar is? Yeah, you go there, you, you get stabbed the, in the face. You know where the old toll bridge is? Uh, no. As you go, you know the bridge goes from Dunbar to South Charleston. Yeah. Okay, to the left of that on the Dunbar side, there's like a shopping plaza there, right? Oh, man. And there used to be a Murphy's right there. I don't think I've ever been there. No one has now. Yeah. But Murphy's was a pretty big deal. And they had an area, uh, a little arcade area set up in there, and they had a Donkey Kong. And I believe that's the first time I saw Donkey Kong. It would have been right when it came out. And they ended up having the Donkey Kong Jr. there, too. I bet they converted it. It's what I probably did. And I remember looking at this thing, I'm like, my God. I've said this many times in the show, but this happened again. I was like, this is the best graphics could ever get. Mm -hmm. They'll never be any more realistic. It was like playing a cartoon. Mm -hmm. It had a cool, you knew right away what was going on. But I was horrible at it, because it's really hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Donkey Kong Jr., I played a lot more in the arcade, because I was better at it at the time. But Donkey Kong's one of those games that you can just, I played, I bet I played it, I've played Donkey Kong probably once a month since it, since I was able to, for years and years, at least once. I played a lot, I've played a ton of it the past couple weeks, and I just love it. And so when I heard that we were going to, even though you uh, brutalized Donkey King, when I heard we were playing it on the Spectrum, what was, the, what the, I, I think I told you on the phone, or at least sent you a message, what did I say to you? Do you remember what I said? Mm-hmm. I said, Boat? I will review this, but please don't brutalize Donkey Kong again. I just can't handle another beatdown. Yeah, you you took my remarks on Donkey King as if I was insulting a loved one. Yes. Because you have that kind of a feeling, that kind of a, an affection for Donkey Kong. Yes, correct. I'm like the protector. I'm Donkey Kong Dragon's Lair, I feel like it's my, I'm duty-bound to not let people murder. I understand. Now, how many Donkey Kong cabinets have you owned in your life? Two. Two. Two, yeah. I've owned it twice. And uh, this, the one I've got now, I have, we had to recap the monitor on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love it. And I, trust me, it was one of the games that got sold in the great sell-off when I lost my job at Lexmark and slash IBM in the, in the uh, 90s, late 90s. That was horrible. I had to sell off uh, WWE four-player WWF WrestleFest, which I loved. I had to sell off 
my Donkey Kong. I had to sell off a Miss Pac-Man. And I had to sell off my Time Killers meme cabinet that I built. Built with my own two hands. And Road Blasters. It was, it was bad. I hated that. What is the what is it about Donkey Kong? What is what do you why do you like it so much? Because it's it's a game that has been effectively solved. Well, what do I like? Not by me, it hasn't. The draw to Donkey Kong for me. Well, of course, you know it's like putting on the old shoe. The old, you know, what I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. I, I love it because I'm familiar with it. Sure. But what makes it great is it really no two games are the same and. The premise of it is just fun. It's got, you know, it's... This is before Nintendo had established itself as the company that made fun, interesting, unique games. And th- But this is really their kickoff. I mean, cutesy characters, they, that's what mm-hmm. they make their bread and butter on. Varied gameplay, you know, the levels are all different. They play different. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's got a lot of replayability. Listen, uh... When the original Mario uh, Brothers came out, the arcade game, which was not too long after this, about two years later, great game. Mm-hmm. I loved it too mm-hmm. for different, totally different reasons. There wasn't played Donkey Kong at all, and then Super Mario came out, the Nintendo uh, game on the NES, and I'd never seen a game like that in my life. Mm-hmm. And, it, and again, these are all sort of the same game, but sort of not. They right. took the same principles from mm-hmm. the original Donkey Kong. They've managed to spin that original game into a fran- multiple franchises that have made countless of billions of dollars over the years and have kept the concept fresh in a lot of the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you look at Donkey Kong Jr., which was the follow-up, uh, the gameplay elements are sort of similar, but the, if it's a total role reversal. It doesn't play or feel anything like the original oh, yeah. Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. And it's fun on its own right. Now, when you get into Donkey Kong 3... You know, Things started to come off well, the rails. It, it, well, it was a, it was a different development team. Everything was different like about it. The other game, because by the time Donkey Kong Three, you got to remember Miyamoto is the guy behind Donkey Kong. Right. And by the time Donkey Kong Three came out, he was already working on Super Mario Brothers. Well, He'd already left this, the building. A lot. Of, Donkey Kong Three gets a lot of, of of abuse, but if you take if you remove Donkey Kong's name sure. from it, sure, uh, it is a unique. Uh, unusual attempt to combine platforming and shooting and something, which again, you're really tw- you're twisting genres in a time that that was a very unusual thing to do. Yeah. So it had its place, but sure. yeah, but I go back to it over and over. I've never gotten my fill. That's just, that's the way I am. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Let's talk a little bit about the ZX Spectrum version sure. of Donkey Kong. So uh, you'll recall that uh, the original Kong, the arcade version. Again, you mentioned it, uh, Miyamoto's genius stroke here kicked off his career. Because mm-hmm. up until this point, <laughs> Nintendo had put out a million different arcade games, and they were all terrible, and they were they were all no good. And um, you know, there's I can't, th- I can't totally agree that because I have to go back and see what they put out. Oh, trust me, I, I've played a lot of their early stuff. Did you play that? Was it Radar Scope? Radar Scope is what they used to convert all see, these. I didn't hate that. Well, the thing is, that they were just very derivative. Yeah. They were very, you know, people people praise Nintendo these days for being very original. Yeah. But back in their early days, they were anything but. You know, um, uh, I believe the story goes that Miyamoto, this was not the game he was originally supposed to make. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I can't recall what the game was supposed to be. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I believe he made this game out of the the remnants of Radio Radar Well, they, they, they put this game in Radio Scarp, Radio yeah. Scarp cabinets. So he, had, he, was, yeah. he was restricted to what he could use graphically mm-hmm. and whatnot. 
so anyway, this game was out in in eighty one. Of course, I think by now everyone is pretty familiar with Donkey Kong, the arcade game. It spawned the sequels. It kicked off Nintendo as a viable uh, company for video games. It spawned commercials, lunch boxes, and all points in between. Mm-hmm. And still, is generating money to this day. Oh yeah, it's still you the little mini arcade cabinets. This is the second or third time around for that. For yeah, I, I played Mario Odyssey for the first time the other day. That's yeah. where. And then, of course, uh, 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 Donkey Kong was ported to. I've got. I'm not going to go over this whole list, but I mean, literally, the most obscure things you can think of, like the the TI-99. This was a this was a DOS booter. It's on all the consoles for all the time. Mm-hmm. It's clones are everywhere. We talked about Donkey King on the Coco, uh, the 2600. Uh, of course, the uh, ColecoVision. Uh, version very uh, very well known for kicking off the Coleco and, and being the well, and the the uh, the Famicom the NES in Japan was programmed to play the most accurate version of Donkey Kong possible. That was its job in much the same way that the Coleco Vision was designed around Donkey Kong. Yeah, here. and it's funny. We, I mentioned earlier that I played all these different ports of Donkey Kong, and I actually played the Nintendo version quite a bit mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks. And I will say, uh, it is. Hit the tippity top. Yeah, it's very. It, it doesn't have. It's not one hundred percent perfect, but it's very good. Yeah, it's and, a shame that the limitations of the cartridge didn't allow all all the levels. Right, in right, there, right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, uh, I was excited. I had not played uh, the Specky version of this, but I thought the Specky had a chance to put together an excellent version of, yeah. of Donkey Kong. I, I thought so license. too. And so, I, this is one of the few times that I uh, watched a video before I actually played the game and I watched a, a, a fellow play through this and I thought to myself let's have a look at this thing you know what what do I because I having played this many times I can spot the little things and so I just jotted down some notes just the stuff I liked right out of the gate okay so and we and having played so many of these a lot of these features aren't around in some other versions so uh, if you've played Donkey Kong enough you'll realize that certain things are standard for example at the beginning of the game the very first barrel that drops straight down is the oil barrel that lights the fire in the, in the uh, barrel at the bottom of the screen. Well, the, in the Sinclair version here, it even says oil on it. It comes down like it's supposed to, mm-hmm. which is good. The sounds are pretty good. I will say the in-between tune is hideous. Oh, yeah. yeah hideous. It makes you wonder why they even put that in at all. How could it's... you? I mean, it's so far out of tune. <laughs> yeah. It makes me wonder if they... I mean, those notes exist. Yeah. You know, that... So that is a, a, a I mean, it's, it's very a, strange. It's, it's just, it's odd. Why? Because surely they knew it sounded so bad. It's hideous. Yeah. And the, the fact that, and I looked at, this game was developed by, uh, uh, it was published by Ocean, uh, but it was, uh, uh, the guys that put it together were called Sentience Software Limited. Uh, and they were comprised of three fellows that worked on this, and, uh, and of course, another guy that did the cover art. So you had John Mullins. Uh, John Mullins uh, worked on some pretty good games here, uh, Boat. You've got Winter, uh, the Games Winter Edition. You remember mm-hmm, those? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mega Mon, Night Shift, Power Drift, WEC Le Mans, Taipei, and Scrambled Del- Scrambled Deluxe. His uh, another, the other fellow that worked on it was Clive Paul. He worked on the Games Winter and Summer Editions, Double Trouble, Go for the Gold, Gorilla War, Power Drift. Taipan and Falcon, and then a guy, the third guy that worked on this, and I don't know if this is the music guy. His name was just simply listed as Sheik. Oh, Sheik, and he worked on Road Race, uh, and it said the cover artwork for this was done by Xavier Leslie Carbarja, which is interesting because the cover art seems to be a direct ripoff of the side art of the arcade machine. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. 
Um, and just go into the particulars. Yes, this is a, this works on the 48K. You've got all the, I didn't have any trouble with the interfaces. I played, the, by the way, I tried this with joystick and keyboard. We'll get into that later. And was released at a, an original price. To get this, it was only eight pounds, which I'd well, that's the Well, that's the going rate for most of new Of course, it was released titles. in 86. So, and it, we'll get to that in a minute too, because that was sort of something that hindered it. So anyway, getting back to the things I noted. So uh, aside from the little tune, horrible, things that I liked. That's got the cutscene. Kong climbs the uh, mm-hmm. thing. He stomps. Mm-hmm. He, he stomps in the middle of it, but still he stomps. Right. He when he throws barrels, he actually reaches for the barrels, mm-hmm. right? Which is I good. noticed that too. Pauline actually says help. Right. Uh, on the screens that she appears. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the level is over and you win, Kong actually grabs her and leaves, as opposed to just disappearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, it does have all four levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the levels are in their pretty much their appropriate style. One of the things it did that I thought was a very clever thing to do was much like actually uh, Donkey King didn't do this, but it actually made room for all the girders. But on this one, the the last bottom girder on the first screen is just only partially visible mm. after Kong stomps. But they managed to get all the girders on there that way. That's smart. That's a smart way to do it. Yeah. Um, I noticed that on the rivets level. Uh, I, I normally you jumped over a ribbon it would go away but sometimes it wouldn't so which is sort of like Donkey King I don't know I couldn't really get any right well in Donkey King you never the ribbon never, never yeah. goes away but I mean yeah that's yeah. what I mean um, the on the second round when you get past the first the four stages the barrel comes down fairly correctly that with a, with a sideways the sideways yeah. barrel so when I was watching this play I thought okay this looks pretty good now of course it's got the usual spectrum shortcomings. Uh, the uh, for example, your your jump man is just straight up white. Mm-hmm. All the gifts that you pick up, all the stuff that Pauline dropped is white. There, every all the characters are solid colors. Right. Donkey Kong's red. Donkey Kong looks a lot like Yeti. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, didn't yeah. you think you could have plucked him? Yeti looks like he made a special guest appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you uh, listen to ARG's Yeti episode, um, Pauline's just sort of a solid color. You know, of course, this is the stuff you would expect. Uh, the colors aren't arcade accurate. The fireballs also are white. This is the this is just spectacular. But I mean, yeah, nothing that would affect the gameplay. But I'm no. just pointing it out. Um, so overall, I thought, man, this looks okay. I, I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be pretty good. And I had flipped over and saw that some of the early re- reviews from our listeners like were not very positive. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, what are these? These guys must be on are nuts. This looks re- to me. This looks really good. Mm-hmm. And so I. Took uh, fired up by uh, emulator, fired this thing up, and then I found out what the problem was. And this game, for all of the things that they did right, they did some things horribly wrong. And what's horribly wrong is the movement, particularly the ladder movement of Jumpman. He goes up and down these ladders painfully slowly. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't think that affects the gameplay of this, uh, I mean, it well, literally it, it, ruins the game. Oh, yeah, because it, the ladders are the game. Yeah, That's it, what you do as Mario or as Jumpman. You Jumpman, climb ladders. This game has two major failings in terms of the gameplay. The first is uh, Mario or Jumpman is painfully slow in the ladders. And secondly, uh, the jump, the jumping, uh, the, the hit detection, I guess, is brutal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's bad, but if you ever play this in the arcade, you could sort of almost even touch the enemies before you get killed. Right. And this, if you're in the same neighborhood, you're done. The enemies also have an AI to where they come at you, they f- almost flock to you 
in a not and not like the arcade or any of the other. Yeah, it, it, you know we're watching the uh, the girder level now, and you know on the uh, the the AI on the the arcade game is you know sometimes the guys feel like they're pursuing you, but sometimes it seems like they're going about their business. It's sort of like the Pac-Man game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this game, they they really flock to you. This you know I, I I'm gonna say this without trying to be arrogant. I'm a pretty good hand at Donkey Kong. Okay. This game was so hard and frustrating that I could not get off the first level for hours. I just sat and played it. Oh, and I am—I know what I'm doing. Now, one thing I noticed is the playthroughs I watched. A lot of people would hang out on the ladders a lot longer mm-hmm. than I would. Yeah, that's what I noticed and too. And let the barrels just roll by, and they mm-hmm. wouldn't fall. The barrels don't come down the the ladder that often but they still do occasionally for, for a while i didn't think they did at all but if you sit and watch but they do come down eventually uh so you can't just hang out in the ladders but i think a lot of it is straight up you don't have a choice you mm-hmm. have to play in a way that's not normal you would never wait and let three or four barrels go past you in those ladders you would get smushed right uh in this you have no option you have to let them go by and it's not realistic the arcade but it's not just that because i can get past it it's just not that good uh the barrels careen off the sides of the girders on the on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, uh, first level uh in a bizarre way in the arcade my favorite strategy on that top level is to hang out right in the ladder and let the barrels come over and then jump them on this mm-hmm. it's uh, that's almost impossible something else that's almost impossible is just to jump straight up and clear a barrel right Right, and that's to me. You know, you talked about what kills the game. That's what killed the game for me because that, that's a big. You know, I'm not nearly as good at Donkey Kong as you are, but part of my strategy is as they come to me, I hit up or I hit jump, and then I can just jump over it yeah. and it goes below. In this game, you can't do that, or if you can, I wasn't successful at it. I did it a couple of times, but it's not. You can't rely on the. Let me. I've talked on. Give me your overall thoughts about this when you fired it up. Well, I think that it all comes down to in a game like this, you have to have. It doesn't matter how things act; they need to be. They need to act in a particular way that is predictable. Okay, so like for example, if there's a rule that says you can't jump straight up and clear a barrel, well, I can accept that. What I can't accept is like two identical movements: one giving me one result and one giving me another result. And that's that's really what this game suffers from. Um, I could not get past the first stage of this game, but I was not surprised by that because I can't get off the first stage of Donkey Kong sometimes when I play, and um, Donkey King I could not get off the first stage. So I, uh, you know, I put that down to just my inability to play this game well. I did find myself having more fun with this game than Donkey King though because of the speed. Um, I can abide most things in old games but one thing i can't abide well is an old game that plays slow and donkey kong plays slow or donkey king plays slow this game plays more akin to the um to the arcade game although would you say that this moves faster than the arcade game or about the same on the ladders this is the slowest one and Mm -hmm. i mean listen comparing these to the to the coco or the 8-bit but it's this game has a, one thing. Listen, the eight bit we mentioned since we've talked a lot of Donkey Kong, eight bit plays too fast. The Coco version. You're talking plays, about the Atari. Atari eight bit. The Coco version plays too slow. This one actually plays okay, but what, where they botched it is that this has a more fatal flaw than either of the other two, and that is 
the jump mechanic is not good, but more importantly, the ladder, the speed on those ladders is just, it's like you're climbing 10 yeah. stories. So, you know, I didn't come in to Donkey Kong knowing that I was going to love it because I don't love Donkey Kong. I actually, it's just not one of my favorite games to play. Um, I bet you were love. I bet you were loving life when you saw this pull up <laughs> on the draw. It was quite funny. Um, <laughs> I don't think that the game looks bad. No, no. Um, I think that you know, for the for the, it looks like a spect- It looks like the Spectrum version of Donkey Kong should look. Yeah. And it plays fast. You know, the thing about the Spectrum, given you know everything about its limited palette and you know what kind of graphics it displays, the games run smoothly and they run quickly. And this game, it does that. But just the difficulty made it a non-starter for well, me. Well, and the the barrels and the speed is almost. It's funny. This is a contrast. And the contrast is, your guy moves fast, the barrels move fast, the fireballs move fast, they all move super fast. But you move like super duper slow in the ladders and that's all it takes to ruin the game. Mm-hmm. Listen, this game's a winner in everywhere but basically one department. I can get past, I, mean, I got some other nitpicks on here. Like uh, you don't see Pauline on the girder level, which is okay because again they got the, they got it Should right. we talk a little bit about how Pauline appears in this game? She appears as if she's off in the far distance because yeah. she's about maybe a quarter of the height of Jumpman and it appears to be a stick figure. But I can forgive um, that stuff. I, mean, I don't yeah. know. It seems weird that you actually go to the trouble to draw a pretty passable Jumpman and Donkey Kong looks about as good as he does anywhere. Well, they, they um, have to fit the whole game. In. I mean, listen, they did but it she, right. She's literally a stick figure, though. She is. But, I mean, they got they got, her, they got the gameplay right. That's all the aesthetics. I mean, you can, I, yes, it's something you can complain about. It's just weird. It's they just got, weird. The hammer placements are right, which that's fine. They they did everything right except for the ladders. The la- and the fact that the fireballs and the everything is too fast. Mm-hmm. It's all too fast. So what you get is the hardest Donkey Kong I think I've ever played. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong, Donkey King is difficult, but this is real. The, everything in Donkey King is slow. This is like Donkey King's going up and down ladders with 8-bit Atari speed. It's mm. deadly. Mm. And it ruined the game. Mm-hmm. I had to. I hate to admit this uh, because I, I love Donkey Kong and I say I'm good at it. I had to use save states all the time and had to reload over and over and over just to see all the levels. Embarrassing. I thought the elevator level was the one that was the least uh, uh, abusive because on that one there's no Roy. There's very little ladder climbing so you can actually get up and down it pretty easy. The, the the rivet stage is brutally difficult because the fireballs are so fast. Yeah, that stage, the cement factory. I should mention that at the top in the arcade, uh, Donkey Kong goes back and forth on the uh, on the uh, uh, conveyor belt and moves him. And this one, he doesn't move at all. And and also, unlike the Japanese ver- the, uh, build of Donkey Kong, where you have to actually get up to to the top and then go and get up to the top where Pauline's at. This is like the American version. Where you just have to get to that top level where Donk, Donkey Kong's at, but like I said in the arcade, he moves back and forth. He doesn't move in this one, and the the uh, conveyor belts move kind of weird on that screen. But I mean, and also on the conveyor belt screen, once a couple fireballs get out, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. You have a zero percent chance. It's super difficult. Uh, the uh, the difficulty in this is too high, and the it's too it, the ladder's too slow. So it, this is a a hard F for me. And which is a shame because they got so they got so much of it right, mm-hmm. Bode. Uh, but there you go. Um, I looked up some uh, scores on this thing. Now uh, the world of Spectrum, uh, these guys are pretty generous. Sometimes they gave this a seven point nine two out of ten. Yeah, I think that's high. Uh, Sinclair uh, user gave it three stars. Uh, Your Sinclair gave it five out of ten, and 
Crash gave it a 48%. So those are all basically Fs, except for the World Spectrum. And, I, and uh, this may be one of the old rose-tinted glasses uh, sort of things. Did we get any uh, listener looks at this? We did. We did. And just a reminder that if you are a Patreon supporter of Iris Sinclair, you can join us on our Discord channel and chat with us and also post reviews on here, just like Chris Folds did. He says, as soon as you see the Ocean logo, you know it's a dice roll for quality. Ain't that the truth? Uh, as a Donkey Kong fan, I didn't enjoy this port at all. It doesn't play correctly at all, and I just couldn't get into it. Four out of ten. Graham Vebke says, I wanted to like this, but as Chris said, it does not play well. In fact, it's too fast, which is something I never thought I would say about the Spectrum. The sound is not great, and the art is average. But at least it isn't jarring. A real disappointment. The ColecoVision and the Coco versions are vastly better. Four out of ten. And finally, Pixels at Dawn, who I believe suggested this as a member of Clive's Club, he said, this is definitely a case of I remember this being better. <laughs> Art is okay, I guess. I always thought the graphic on the level intro screen was a guy stuffed in a barrel, and I stand by that. <laughs> Sound tries, but is generally poor. Horrible. I think the gameplay is generally okay, and jumping barrels works fine, except for what I can only assume is a bug where two barrels together are not spaced to be jumpable like the arcade original, meaning you have to rely on luck to get past that at the first stage. Once that's done, though, it's pretty fun. All the levels are recreated, but oddly in the wrong order. But it doesn't quite feel like Donkey Kong. Close, but no cigar. Six out of ten. I think this is presented in the in Japan. The order's different. Mm. I believe because in this version you get you get uh, the the uh, first level, the traditional you know the girders. Then you get the second level. When this one is the cement factory. Then you get the elevators, and then you get the uh, rivets. I believe that's the way it was in the Japanese version of the arcade. The, the levels are different in, in the arcade version from Japan than it is from the States. Mm. So, yeah, I agree. I think they pretty much nailed it. Uh, 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 it makes me sad. And this is one that if someone could go in there and pull some of their crazy Sinclair Spectrum magic, just double the speed on the ladders mm -hmm. and maybe slow the barrels and the fireballs down by about a third. Then you got everything else was fine. Well, it's funny you mention that because there has been a Donkey Kong for the Specky release just within the past month. Um, however, I don't believe that they did any of the things that you mentioned. I think that they just fixed the colors. <laughs> but maybe we'll have a look at it on a future computer club. You know, with your with your uh, incredible success with the Atari hack of Donkey Kong, this is your chance to go for it again. Yeah. Because there can't ever be enough Donkey Kong in your life. It's, does it, how I does know. it feel that your most all-time most successful solo video was that Donkey Kong video? Cuts like a knife. It cuts like a knife. Even mm. get, glaring at me from the, across the room, my Mario Brothers cab, of course, is not a real Mario Brothers cab. It's a DK Jr. Mm -hmm. conversion. So You're a lucky man, Boat. All right. It is time to announce, Aaron, the first annual Listener Awards for our Sinclair. This is something we've done with the Amigos uh, for the past five years, and uh, we want to start it with our Sinclair now that we approach our one-year anniversary. For the last show of the year, we're actually going to do a best-of show uh, where uh, we poll the listeners and have them vote on the favorite games that we've covered so far, or covered in 2019. Um, so you can go to vote.rsinclair.com and uh, there's a survey there where you can choose the best shooter, best uh, you know uh, action game, all the different categories, um, and um, we uh, we we hope to get a lot of responses and have a real nice award ceremony here on uh, December 27th when we when we film that show. That's gonna be fun because I do want to go back and kind of touch on some of the old 
It's amazing. Uh, we how long has this show been cooking now? I think we almost forty weeks. That's <laughs> and it's uh, uh, there's a lot. Of, I would like to go back and do a little review mm-hmm. on some of these. But I mean, I think there's plenty of good games uh, to uh, pick from. Yeah, uh, we we were very fortunate. Of course, We've we done, had the committee. Took yeah, care of Clive's it Club really does a great job selecting the games that we play each week. We appreciate them. Mm. Um, we do tape this show uh, live every every Friday on Twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. Uh, I want to take a second to thank our Twitch subscribers, Silver Streak 72, Tapes from the Crypt, The Slow Norse, 6MMBRX, um, 10-Minute Amiga Retrocast, Math Dufort, Muggy7, Brutal Barracuda, Bumface Poo Hands, Uber Scuba Diver, Peeplo, Go to Go Sub, Still Adolescing, Brother Bill, <laughs> Anguish Autour, The Devil Bunny, Midgard 73, Rushi MX, and Hasifa. Thank you so much for subscribing on Twitch. We Fine really folks. appreciate Fine that. Folks, yeah. One and all. And um, of course, you know, if you'd like to sponsor the show through Patreon, you're welcome to do so. Patreon.com slash our Sinclair. Um, and uh, if you have any feedback for us, of course, feedback at rsinclair.com, especially our new users. Aaron, this is the first show many people are hearing because it's appearing on our Amigos uh, retro gaming feed. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, the Amigos. Uh, you want to go over that? Uh, well, there will be a message at the beginning of this I'll podcast that I'll record Very good. Uh, to, to slot in there. But, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys and what you think about the show. So, uh, all that said, I'd like to thank... Our supporters on Patreon, Andrew Waite, Jeff Owen, David Spencer, Cap and Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn doing a great job modding over in the chat, Chris Folds, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. And next week, Aaron, uh, for our last Sinclair, our Sinclair game of the year. Our season finale. Our season finale. It's going to be back to school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Back, back to, school. to school. Now, we that, that's the sequel to School Days. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Can't wait. I love. I remembered something. I loved school day or school days, and I can't wait to play back to school. I remember having a cursory look at that, and it looked really interesting. So yeah. yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks as always for listening. We'll see you next.